hey, it's Emma, and I have been working on starting my very own psychic hotline. Ooh. What are you going to call it? Oh, I don't know. I didn't think about that yet. Maybe it would be more like psychic DMs because nobody wants to talk on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) DM me. I'll tell you your future. Hi, my name is Jolie. And last night I watched the new Chucky movie and I am not cool with dolls that come to life. It has nothing to do with fortune telling, but I just need that to be understood by everyone who listens to this. <laughs> I don't like not, that either. Not okay with it. Uh-uh. It was actually really good. It was funny. I like really? I like the direction they took it. Yeah. It's like cheesy, but you expect it to be cheesy. Yeah, it's, campy. it's like a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll watch that later. It's on Hulu. Did you watch Waco? We just finished it not yesterday, but the day before. It was so fucked up. I haven't. I did like a lot of research on Waco, like 10 years ago mm-hmm. during one of my random deep dives. I was so horrified by the whole thing that I've been like waiting to watch it. Yeah, I mean, the acting is good and I really liked it. But the last episode, like I'm not a big crier and I was like very upset. I think you'd like it, but I think it would be upsetting for you because I know the kind of yeah. stuff you cry about. Like if I was like sobbing, like I like that's not me. Granted, yeah. I got my period the next day. So maybe it was like a little bit more <laughs> extra. You're like, I'm about to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm so moody. Did you know that you were going to get your period? Were you, did you have like a moment of like, you saw it coming in your mind's eye? Yeah, I just, I saw it coming in my mind's eye. And that's when I decided I should start my own psychic hotline. Psychic DM service. Yeah, my psychic DM <laughs> service. <laughs> That's kind of something that's gone out of style. Although, you know, I think I may have told you maybe even on one of our episodes that I did have a phone conversation with a psychic who was referred to me by my friend who actually has many psychics and it was okay. Your friend has many psychics. Oh, she does. I I like to imagine she's like playing them off of each other and giving them roses at the end of like sessions. (laughs) Right. You you can stay. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think there's like... The Psychic Friends Network anymore because of all the cool things I'm going to tell you about. Oh, shit. So let's uh, let's talk about the 90s. I was a 90s kid. Yeah, same here. Late 80s, 90s. Let's talk about like fun stuff from the 90s. You know, like a BuzzFeed list. Let's make our own list of like things we feel nostalgic about. Like (laughs) Tamagotchis. If you were a 90s kid, you'll remember Uh this. And this is our list. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like Miss Cleo. Right. Exactly. Tamagotchi. You say Miss Cleo. Well, you know what, bitch? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Too bad you said her first. <laughs> but yeah, so we already talked about Miss Cleo and I'm going to talk about her like a lot more. I think everyone remembers the like, call me now. That's, mm-hmm. I don't want that to sound like awful to anybody. I'm like, I'm just doing a Miss Cleo. I'm not like impersonating all Caribbean yeah, well, people. newsflash, she was an impersonator, too. Was she really? Oh, yeah, girl. Is that not her actual accent? I don't no. know anything about her. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you so much stuff about oh her. Oh, my God. I'm so excited and disappointed and excited. I know, right? <laughs> so I sent you a little video of her 30-second clip doing her thing. Should I watch it? Yeah. It's the Miss Cleo Call Me Now with, like, 20 exclamation <laughs> Call me now. 
always. But this is like, I mean, I, I remember seeing these commercials. I never called though as a kid, but you want to know what I did do as a kid watching what maybe it was, maybe it was the Montel Williams show or something. I was homesick from school and you know, like they give you like a topic and then you can like call in if you want to be on the show. And I just like made up some like totally fucked up story. It was about like troubled kids or whatever. And they called my mom like, cause I guess they wanted me to be on the show. And I got in so much trouble because I like, it was like a load of shit, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who went on that show with their real problems, but honest to God, I feel like half of those people were planted. Oh, totally. And I think my mom was like worried that it was real, the stuff that I said. I was like, oh my God, no. I was just like, no, I'm a liar. (laughs) Okay, let's play it. You have questions. I have the answers. Who asked you to go out of town? The stupid young one or the married one? The married one. That's what we thought. Don't go. You hear me? If you want him to believe that it's over, then you got to stop accepting the booty calls at 2 a.m. in the morning. You understand? Yeah. Could you tell me what type of direction is my life headed into? Last four nights, your feelings have been hurt, so you've been up all night. Yes. You haven't been... And this is around a relationship. Talk about it. Uh, Okay. Don't make me take you to church, young man. The ex is much better than the present one, you know. Did you think that you were pregnant a couple of months back? Yes. You were, but you lost it, correct? Yeah. The secret that you were holding back. You already hit it. It was about the baby. (laughs) Michael, you really got yourself into trouble on that one, brethren. I got back up this time. This person is that's around you right now has been in jail before. Yeah, you're right. You're telling the honest truth. Right. You know, people have been criticized and jabbed at and talked about throughout the ages for having different beliefs. And apparently I am no exception. Although it is a constant challenge. I will continue. I will not allow them to stop me. I will teach as a shaman and help those who seek the knowledge. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that's not even the best one. I should like go a little deeper to find some better ones. Tell me, tell me all about Miss Cleo. Okay. So TV psychic, according to a a report from 2016, the psychic industry has been steadily growing since 2010, bringing in around $2 billion in revenue a year. So that's shocking. And this is like way after Miss Cleo's time, like her run ended before that. Here's a couple other TV psychics that I did no research on at all, but I'm hoping maybe you know who some of them are. Tyler Henry. Yeah, that's the he's a like TV psychic that talks to celebrities mainly, right? Yeah. Like he has a whole show where he'll like talk to journalists and mm-hmm. like celebrities and be like, your grandpa liked to fish with you. And people will be like, oh, my God, how could you know that? And like, well, you talked about it in several interviews. So it's <laughs> right? not challenging to find that information. But yeah. Cool. So, yeah, he's the Hollywood medium at a show. Whatever. Big fucking deal. Yeah. No one cares about you. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he had like that reality show and stuff. I mean, yeah, he's like really thing. fucking famous. He has 615,000 followers on Instagram. Maybe we should friend him. Oh my God. Do you Try think he'll talk to, like to us? me? <laughs> talk to me. I have dead people in my family. Please. Talk he to he me. looks so young. He looks like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. He's like a kid. I don't know how old he is, but he looks like he's in his 20s. Mm-hmm. He's on tour right now. Oh, wait, no COVID. Everything's probably canceled. <laughs> like- if I wear a mask, can you tell what my face looks like? Are you are you psychic like that? Can you tell how beautiful I am? Do you like boys? I'll bring you some beautiful boys. Talk to <laughs> us. Friend us. 
recommend our show that's going to talk about how you're a fake. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to talk about him. I just feel like maybe we should talk about a few other famous people. The Long Island Medium, Teresa Caputo. Yes. Oh, I fucking love her. Oh, yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah, she is fantastic. Like, I don't do a good, like, Long Island accent, but I just feel like she's always like, okay, listen, I'm just getting something right now. <laughs> right. She's, like, always screaming at just people like, about their loved ones. I'm aggressive. like, Jesus Christ, take it down. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure grandma wasn't screaming when she talked to you. Yeah, according to her, she's been seeing, feeling, and sensing spirits since she was four years old, which I'm sure scared the shit out of her parents. I've already told Ripley that if she starts seeing things, I'm just leaving her in the woods. Right, bye. So. Like, I'm not interested in having a a weird, you know, creepy kid. Right. No, thank you. I'll pass. That's how it starts. And then you're haunted by like a severe spirit who wants to kill you. And I'm not, (laughs) I'm not interested in any of that. Me neither. (laughs) I don't know. But then like you could be a stage mom. I've always wanted to be a bad mom. Right. You're like, keep being weird, please. Please I'm going to make so much money off of your weirdness. (laughs) Right. Just seeing dollar signs. (laughs) <laughs> every neuroses and like schizophrenic tendency i'm like mm, this is, this is gonna make us so much money <laughs> <laughs> so another guy is john edward who i actually had never heard of maybe i should have because he's doing stuff now john edward yeah american tv personality he was convinced at a young age he could become a psychic i mean he's only 50 years old i've never heard of this guy yeah me neither yeah, and then there's Chip Coffee. <laughs> that is not a real name. Yeah, right. Psychic, medium, spiritual counselor. And he has been on a bunch of different shows. So like he didn't ever had his own show, but he like appeared on other shows like Paranormal State and Psychic Kids. Oh my God. That's how you know that he's not real at all. Have you ever watched Paranormal State? No, is it terrible? It's the worst. He is the great grandson of famed Native American medicine woman, Minnie Sue Morrow Foster, whose own amazing gifts were widely hailed in the early part of the 20th century. He wrote a book called Growing Up Psychic, my story of not just surviving, but thriving and how others like me can too. So none of you guys are as interesting or important to me as Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo, her real name is Yuri Del Harris, aka Ray Del Harris, aka Cleo Millie Paris, Yuri, or Re Paris. Those are all of her aliases. That's a lot. Many different names. I guess also Miss Cleo. That's another AKA. So she was born in LA, <laughs> August 12th, <laughs> 1962. Now I just imagine her like not with her Caribbean accent, but I like know. just saying like a lot. And- right. I know. It's like, I could just end it now. And that's like it. That's interesting enough. (laughs) Born 62 to a Catholic Caribbean family. That makes more sense now. Yeah. She's not pulling it out of her ass. Like it came from somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. She might be like mimicking her grandmother. I know. I should have looked like deeper into her parents, but. Who cares about them? Yeah. They're not on the psychic friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just to see if they actually are Caribbean. But anyway, she attended an all-girls boarding school. They were wealthy. And she graduated in 1980, claimed to enroll at the University of Southern California after high school. But the school has no record of anyone with any of her names. I love how they say any of her names. Yeah, right. It's like none of you attended. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> I read I, I got a little bit of mixed information. Like I 
read this where it says that she never attended and I read something else where she took four classes and that was it like never finished you can't even call that attending right four classes I registered for a class at college and then I just didn't go so I can like put that on my resume right that I went there (laughs) I technically got into Juilliard I just didn't go so can I still say that I got in that I went to Juilliard and that that that's my educational background yeah sure Go for it. Okay. There we go. (laughs) Updating resume now. I'm going to get so many good gigs. (laughs) I mean, I didn't graduate from college. So on my resume, I'll write stuff like Pratt Institute 2005. (laughs) Like with no other (laughs) clarification. Just like, that's it. It's like, listen, I went. Isn't Mm -hmm. that enough for you people? Right. (laughs) What do I got to do? I had a scholarship. I did an orientation. I mean, honestly, like just writing that is as useful as a bachelor's in fine art would be so yeah what difference does it make absolutely absolutely <laughs> so miss cleo did she so she went to went to with quotes southern southern california yeah. university okay did she go anywhere else did she claim to study anything what'd she do no that was it that's all that's she it. just says that she <laughs> went there and then she ended up moving to seattle and while she was in seattle she worked as a playwright I can see where she would be good at writing. Yeah, she created right? a whole fucking backstory for herself. I know. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So she was um, a playwright at the Langston Center and she received grant money for, for doing the really cool performing arts shit that she was doing. Um, so this is in 1996. So what she did from 1980 until 1996, you know, honestly, I'm not really sure. She was probably just like living her life. Right. You know, being a beautiful young woman, just like fuck college. I do what I want. <laughs> but college, I'm a writer. I get grant money. Mm-hmm. All y'all can go fuck yourself. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. So she wrote three plays um, between 1996 and 1997. So in Four Women Only, she acted in the play. And she starred as, drumroll, 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 a Jamaican woman named Cleo. <laughs> a turban-wearing Jamaican woman who sold oh, trinkets at so a market. Oh, that so happy. Yeah, so she wrote this character and uh, she played it. So this was, I think, in 1996. So with these other plays, uh, she dealt really poorly with the grant money she was given by the Langston Center. You know, most of her actors were left unpaid and the Langston Center was like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? We gave you this money. Yeah, what are you doing with it? (laughs) Yeah, why aren't you paying anybody? This is fucked up. And they considered pressing charges, but then once they saw like how much that would cost and stuff, they're like, eh, yeah, this is like costing way more money than the money we're owed. Whatever. So that was her like first case of fraud. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Miss Cleo's first fraud. Literally Miss Cleo's. I mean, maybe. I mean, she could have <laughs> just been doing sketch shit before that. This is like when people started caring about her, you know, because she like was an actress and a playwright and, you know, people respected her. And then they're like, wait, what the fuck? We don't respect you anymore. Darcel Hubbard um, was a director of one of the three plays that Miss Cleo produced at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Center. And he goes, she owed people money. That's a quote from him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. She owed people money, said Darcel Hubbard. In the quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And uh, she was rich. What the fuck is she doing with this money? I know. It's weird. It's totally weird. And then she decided to leave she's like you know what i'm getting the fuck out of here i'm leaving (laughs) seattle nobody likes me here and she told some people that she had sickle cell anemia and others that she suffered from bone cancer 
And she oh. like went to um, the extent of making a list of everybody that she owed money to and like how much she owed them, like just to appear that she cared or something just like, oh, I have bone cancer. Like <laughs> When I'm done with my treatment, I'll pay you. That's so fucked up. I know. <laughs> I shouldn't be shocked, but I am. <laughs> yeah. So like in regard to her her play for women only, there is a the composer, his name's Derek Brown, who um did the score. And he says, She always talked to me in that voice, meaning the Miss Cleo voice. Oh my god. He recalled her like practicing the accent on stage and off. Yeah, he goes, She always talked to me in that voice. And I thought, boy, she's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these quotes. I love it when people are just willing to be like, yeah, she owes me money. <laughs> she owed people money. End quote. <laughs> done. Are we done with this interview now? Boy, she's a weirdo. All that shit happened. People realized that she sucks and she moved to Florida where she still was using her accent. And um, this was 1998 now. And she began working as a tarot reading psychic for a bookstore which I think actually was like a telemarketing center you know it's like people call and then like they're all routed to this place you know it's sort of like a like a call service that goes to like a warehouse kind of thing I don't know but like through through doing this thing where like she started getting into like the tarot reading psychic stuff with the character Cleo who she created um, eventually she popped up at the Psychic Readers Network. This information that I have, I think, is actually like backwards. Yeah, she moved to Florida. She kept using her accent. And then in 1990- her totally real accent. Yeah. And then in 1997, that's when she she started working at the Psychic Readers Network. So she must have actually moved to Florida in 97. And I just So Psychic Readers is its own thing, separate of Miss Cleo. Mm-hmm. The Psychic Miss Cleo is the only thing that I remember about the Psychic Readers Network. Yeah, same here. Same shit for everybody. I mean, she was their commercial. Like, was there ever a commercial that wasn't her? I don't think so. No. This is where it all began. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, like, Cleo is not just a character. I mean, this is who people know her as. She claimed that she came from a long line of Jamaican shamans. (laughs) In a Vice interview, she says, and this is a quote, I come from a family of spooky people. I don't know how else to say it. I come from a family of Obeya. I think that's how you say it. Obeya, Obeya, which is another word for voodoo. My teacher was a Haitian. And then in quotes, it says a mambo born in Port-au-Prince. And I studied under her for some 30 years and then became a mambo myself. So they refer to me as a psychic because the word voodoo scares just about everyone. So they told me and they is meaning the Psychic Readers Network. So they told me, no, 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 we can't use that word. We're going to call you a psychic. I said, but I'm not a psychic when she began working at the psychic hotline. So this is outside of the quote. And this is me just me making a point now. <laughs> when she began working at the psychic hotline, she was 37 and claims that she had been a well-known psychic for two years prior. So according to this story that she just told, that means she started to learn to be a mambo at five years old. Sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know anything about I, I know like the bare minimum of anything about voodoo or any of that stuff so i have no idea when they start but five seems a little young it seems young and also like to start training somebody and was her spooky family here in the u.s with her in la and her like posh yeah suburb or whatever i don't know about (laughs) that but it's a good story so this is back to her talking from the vice article 
She says, then they would take me somewhere to do an interview. And as soon as I'd say, I'm not a psychic and I don't own the company, the handlers would say, no, 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 tell her to shut up. (laughs) I mean, I guess like maybe she, as an actress, because I know um, we'll get into it a little later, but the Psychic Friends Network, is that what it's called? I don't know why. Or the Psychic Readers Network puts ads out, like classified ads in papers, like looking for actors for pretty minimum wage. So I'm guessing she probably contacted them and was like, Look, I can do this thing. Yeah, I'm a great actress <laughs> or some shit, you know, and that's why they're like, they're rolling with it. They're like, this is bankable. Mm-hmm. They can make so much money off of this woman. I mean, if you're going to be exoticized anyway, you might as well profit off of like white people wanting to have brown people tell them they know, right? future. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I just like keep thinking about her commercials. It's definitely a kind of a caricature. It's not to say that oh, she's yeah. not like good at what she does, but like that she heightens the effect. Yeah. And she also just seems so like friendly, you know, like I'll send you some of the videos and I'll definitely post them on our blog. But, um, you know, she's just like, oh, like which boyfriend, like the one that cheated on you or the one who's going to <laughs> like that. And you're like, oh, my God, girl, like you have my back. You know me. You're not judging me <laughs> like something. Are we best friends now? Yeah, we're best friends. So this is on her accent. Obviously, people eventually found out that it she didn't have one. (laughs) Yeah, she did not have one. Quote, my parents were not broke. I went to a very high end boarding school. The people I did the hotline with did not want the public to know that about me. People magazine actually insinuated my parents were drug traffickers in an article they did on me. The people I used to work for didn't want people to know that I was an accomplished playwright. They didn't want people to know anything. They wanted people to think I just came fresh from Jamaica. Yeah. And they just like lied, dude. Because you can't sell like a wealthy girl from L.A. who went to like an all girls boarding school. Who's an actress. Right. Who's an actress and playwright. Uh Nobody's going to be like, yeah, I'm taking my cues from this lady who like fakes her life for a living. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and the company just went wild with it. This is a quote from a like a spokesperson for the Psychic Network. She's become a household name simply by the sheer force of her psychic gifts, which she's honed in since she was a little girl in the Caribbean, the company, <laughs> the company site used to advertise. Born in the Trelawney section of Jamaica, Miss Cleo says she noticed at a very young age that she had unique talents. They spent a lot of time trying to make her into something that she wasn't. A point that she brought up, which I think is interesting, especially with Benny, and you know, having English be his second language. She says, when you grow up in America and you're Caribbean, Your parents beat it into you that the only way to succeed is by dropping the patois. My mother Mm -hmm. was very deliberate about that. And so was my father. You don't want your kids to be othered. Like if you have to, it's one thing. But if your kids are othered and they don't get the best opportunity and that's why you brought them here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm still, you know, I wish that I did a little bit more research into her parents because I'm curious if they even had accents, like if that was a thing. And in everything I read, nobody really brought that up. So maybe I'm just the only like cynic that's like, it goes back further. Like definitely. (laughs) Like, where did she get this? Right. Who knows? Who fucking knows, you know? I mean, they could have like dropped part of their accent. I know that a lot of people when they move here, even when they move like later on in life, they'll they'll work really hard to drop their accent. Oh, wait, here's something on MTV.com news that I didn't read for it. Yeah, both of her parents were American. According to a birth certificate that was released by the state of Florida, which I don't want to say that part because we didn't talk about it yet. Uh, This birth certificate was used as a means to discredit Harris, who spoke with a Jamaican patois in her role as a spokesperson, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, her parents were American. I mean, were they like naturalized citizens or were they like American-American, like born and raised here? That's that's what I would want to know. I can't really find anything. And because I did all this research, like the first page of Google is just like purple, you know, everything I had already right. clicked on and it wasn't there. Time to go to the 20th page. Come on now. We I got this. <laughs> right. That's Let's like where go. I am now. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had seen this. Yeah. She's saying, if you spoke Patois in front of my mother, she would slap you because she knew if you spoke with an accent in this country, it was going to keep you back. Yeah. And that's why her mother wanted her to go to the boarding school. So that she could like really assimilate. Yeah. That's so sad. Wow. Uh, so this is just a recollection from she had a podcast, which you actually still can listen to. It's called Conversations with Cleo. Does she call herself Cleo on that or does she call yeah. herself like her actual name? No, Conversations with Cleo. She talked about the school that she attended. This is interesting. I wish I had gone further back on my Google because remarkably, this MTV News article is very thorough. They had some good journalists for a while. Yeah, it's very I thorough. don't know what happened. Right, I know. <laughs> but so the school that she went to was called the Ramona Convent Secondary School, which was a mostly all white girls school. That must have been hard. One of the nuns went there. She's recalling, do you speak black colloquial slang or the Queen's English? Oh, that's so fucked. Yeah. Why would you even bother saying that to a kid? Right. What's Weird. the point? What are you getting from that? You just want to, like, make a black kid feel like shit. Exactly. But, I mean, most nuns are, like, assholes, right? I've never been around any nuns or priests. Like, I am, my family was, like, barely religious at all. But, like, we don't have Catholics in our family. The more I hear about people who have actually experienced it, I'm like, mm -hmm. I know so many Catholics who, they may still believe in Catholicism, mm -hmm. but they can't practice it because it just fucks them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this kind of, like confirms it for me it's just so fucked up to say that to a child so it doesn't matter if mm -hmm. the child is like even if she was speaking like you know black english or whatever the fuck she said mm -hmm. um yeah that's still fucking english black colloquial slang oh fuck you right fuck off, white lady. bitch right yeah Yuck. and i guess like she's she says that her mother had a lot of internalized racism you know, like it's mostly like because yeah. of what you were saying, you know, because she feared that her children like wouldn't succeed because of who they were. Right. And it's sad. if it's hard enough for you, you want it to be easier for your children. Mm -hmm. And if that means that you have to hurt them first to save them later, then like that's what a lot of people mm -hmm. feel is best. Yeah. And I can't I can't blame them. Mm -hmm. I really can't. Like, I don't know what would happen if like if Ripley and I moved to a country where like being American could get you like shot or it could get you tormented. I would 100% like beat that shit out of her. Like you yeah. got to stop. Totally. You need to assimilate or we're not going to live. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. Not going to live, not going to be accepted, not make friends, not get a job. And to a certain degree, like everyone makes their kid assimilate anyway. What to like who, who you are as a parent? To what society deems is acceptable. Yeah. To fitting in. You don't yeah. want your kid to be like a weirdo. Dude, that's I, why I keep telling Ripley to keep her fucking hands out of her mouth. I'm like, you're going to be the weird kid who always has wet hands. Do you understand how disgusting that is? Stop it. You're not going to have any friends and the friends that you have are going to be greasy. That is so funny. No. <laughs> she just laughs. She thinks it's the most hilarious thing. Like, no, and I'm she'll serious. put her hands up to her mouth like, Ooh. oh, my gosh. And I'm like, fuck it, quit it. I love her. She's such a button pusher. She really is. Yeah. Such an asshole. I love her so much. <laughs> little butt yeah okay so 1997 right when they first you know the psychic network got her they they <laughs> took her under their wing as their token 
Jamaican psychic. Um, she was token the, black psychic. Yeah, right. Um, she worked there until 2002. Only five years? Yeah. That's surprising. Well, not long. It feels like she was there forever. Yeah, but we were like kids then. You know what I mean? Mm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, actually, like this happened a little bit later than I remember. I thought it was like early 90s that she started with all that. Maybe it's just like she was such a big presence that she eclipsed everyone else. Yeah. The Psychic Friends Network. So, yeah, she was there until 2002. A year after all of the lawsuits began. Here we are. Should we have some like creepy music there? Mm -hmm. Some like. Lawsuits. (laughs) Let's talk about that shit. 2002. FTC opens investigation into the Psychic Readers Network and Access Resource Services Incorporated. The two companies based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, responsible for the telephone hotline. Outside of the FTC, the companies have also or were also sued by Arkansas, Illinois, Missouri, New York, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. My home state sued them. <laughs> right? Y'all are just real sweet down there. <laughs> so the FTC complaint accused the service of making false promises of free psychic readings, using tricky billing tactics to squeeze money out of consumers, And making abusive telemarketing calls. So here's a quote from Howard Beals, the agency's director of consumer protection of the FTC. Considering the laundry list of unfair and deceptive practices in this case, it's a mystery to us why Ms. Cleo and her employers haven't seen this coming. He said that the FTC acted after getting more than 2,000 consumer complaints in over 18 months. They were like naming Ms. Cleo and like specifically, even though it's not her company. It says Miss Cleo and her employers. Oh, okay. Yeah, not her employees because she just worked for the company. Right. She was like their spokesperson, I guess, okay. or not even their spokesperson. Like she was like the she's actress just in the actress. commercials. Yeah. yeah, she's just an actress. How many people even actually spoke with Miss Cleo? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Because I have a hard time believing Miss Cleo is fielding all of those calls. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. Like way. how many people were playing Miss Cleo is what I want to know. You know, I'm not sure if other people were playing Miss Cleo, but I know that like Miss Cleo, like in these aggressive telemarketing calls would say like, you need to call me back. You know, something's coming through, yada, yada. And then they'd call back and like Miss Cleo would not be available or she'd be on vacation or, you know, some (laughs) shit that they were told to say, you know, and usually these people were desperate and were like, okay, whatever, you're here. Let's just talk. Right. That's so fucked up. It, It is. So, you know, these customers you know, who are complaining to the FTC, they were upset that the service promises a free psychic reading. I mean, I remember the commercial. Yeah. Like it did say it was free. It's like for the first five minutes though, right? Exactly. <laughs> the first five minutes are free. Usually the, the first five minutes, the callers are on hold. And then after that, it's like $4.99 a minute, I think. Jesus Christ, $4.99 a minute? Yeah. So first they'd call the toll-free number and then they'd be directed to a 900 number. And you guys, that's in 2001 minutes. Which is like, like that would be like five minutes of 2020 <laughs> minutes so, logic, based on inflation. Logic. Yeah. <laughs> Time moves so much slower now. Whatever. The fees add up. The average call was costing $60 or more. Jesus Christ. And um, the psychic operators would go to great lengths to make the calls last as long as possible. And were known to lie to customers saying that they wouldn't be charged while they were on hold. I wonder if they knew. Oh, they they knew. 
Like, or if they were told like, oh, people, people aren't going to be charged if they're on hold, but you do need to keep them on the line for at least 10 minutes. Yeah, they did. I have some stories from other employees that talk about those sorts of things. Shady shit. Yeah. And just like people with morals who work for them and like feel bad about it now. Aside from all this stuff about like them making the calls longer, pretending that it was free and it not being free, you know, all that shit I just said about why they suck and why it was worth like opening a case on them. The FTC noted that once you called in, you could expect to get tons of automated calls back with messages stating things like, like Miss Cleo had a dream about you and you should call back or so fucked up spam emails. Like, well, and evidently these emails, like even if you never called, you know, it's just like spam, you know, and the emails right. would say stuff like saying thing, you know, they'd say things like you've been authorized to like get a free special tarot reading. Like you need to call us immediately. Ugh. And I mean, think think about when this was, you know, like you get this email and you need to send it to like 50 of your friends or you're dying. Oh my God. My God. We're like, oh my God, I am going to die. I better send it. Listen, <laughs> there's a prince shit. in Nigeria that said that he's related to me and, and I'm going to get all this money, but I have to act fast. Okay. So I need to give him my banking account information mm-hmm. Yeah, and I need is. to approve him for this loan. It's actually so sad. Those scams. It's really sad. Because a lot of people like fall for it. Poor old people. I mean, even young people. Everyone's capable of being a sucker. So I think it's important when we're talking about stories like this, that if you think that you're better than this, you're not. No, absolutely not. I was actually just telling one of my friends today, like the only thing that I've really taken away that's been consistent from all of our episodes so far is that humans are fucking stupid and we don't Mm -hmm. think that we are. (laughs) Yeah. And that makes it like we're we keep doing shit to like hurt ourselves and we don't uh-huh. even realize that we're we're responsible for it. It's like if you think time. that you're better, you're not better. Yeah, or maybe you are in one instance, but you're way worse in another one. Exactly. <laughs> we all have our strength. We all have our Miss Cleo, okay? <laughs> there's a Miss Cleo in all of us. Exactly. <laughs> or there's, On both a psychic, ends. <laughs> there's a psychic hotline caller in all of us. There's a Miss Cleo and there's a psychic hotline caller in all of us. What's your hotline? A quiz, a Facebook quiz that steals all of your information and sells it to marketing firms. You know, we can make so much money. Let's just quit this podcast because I've got a great idea of how we're going to make a lot of money. Online quizzes. Are you an empath? We've already done like a lot of the work for that. I know. Uh, Are you a ghost? (laughs) Five ways to tell if you're a ghost. (laughs) Do you say boo? (laughs) Oh my God. Nori made face masks today and one of them was like a ghost mask and I put it on and was just like, and I asked Mateo to put it on and he was scared. He's like, no. Like I'm going to become a ghost. Uh He's like, I'm not putting that on my face. I'm not inviting (laughs) that into my home. Right. Oh my God. so cute. He's so cute. Okay. So yeah, you'd get these emails. You'd be like, oh shit, it's vital that I call immediately. And then they'd call. And then they wouldn't receive Miss Cleo, but instead they'd get a different employee. The telephone psychics didn't really do tarot readings because they were reading from a script. Surprising. (gasps) And you know what? That script was structured to do. Keep them on the line. Fuck yeah. It was structured to drag that conversation out and leave people feeling good. Oh my God. Did they have different scripts or it was all like kind of working off the same one? (laughs) You know, I'm not really sure. So yeah, they wanted people to leave feeling good. And many of these other employees created character voices as well to like make themselves seem more legit. Ethnic. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, to seem ethnic or like like a Roma. I think 
gypsy is actually not a word you're yeah, supposed no. to say anymore, but aroma. Roma right, or traveler. Or, yeah. Some traveler. people are taking gypsy back, but it's it's not a great idea. Well, I'm not saying it. I'm not Roma. taking it back. Okay. So yeah, becoming one of the psychics for the Psychic Readers Networks was pretty easy. You would answer an ad looking for people who want to make $12 an hour. <laughs> and then you get set up and you start to receive calls from people who are in need of a psychic. So I found two different accounts from two different women who worked for the Psychic Readers Network. One of them, her name is Bennett Madison, and she took the job the summer after her sophomore year year of college because she found an ad for a phone actor in the back of the Village Voice. And she's like, that sounds cool. I like don't need to put on pants and I can have a job. <laughs> <laughs> and Amber Brooks, she took the job after dropping out of engineering school because she had like a nervous breakdown. Uh, she just wanted a job that she stress. could- Totally. She just wanted a job where she could work from home and she found the ad intriguing. And she said to this, quote, I was immediately intrigued when I came across a listing for a telephone psychic. I was articulate. I could tell stories. I had won oratory awards in high school. Friends often asked me for advice. And tarot cards seemed interesting. Sure, I could talk to some people on the phone. I thought, how hard could it be? Sounds like a, a decent enough job if you're like, yeah, I just need to make some money. And I don't like pants. Right. And you're just like, you know, you're not really thinking about the impact that this can potentially make on somebody's life. Because you're thinking of it as entertainment. Yeah. I mean, honestly, $12 an hour in the early 2000s is that's a, a lot. lot of money. Yeah. That's a good you amount know? of money. Like, God, a couple of years ago, I was working as a secretary making $12 an hour. Not good. No. Yeah. Not good pay. No, shit pay. But back then, holla. Yeah. So Bennett Madison wrote an essay for the New York Times about this stuff. And that's where I got this information. Um, so in that essay, she said, getting hired was easy. We called a creep in California and got the job on the spot. No questions asked. And then she goes on to say, which I didn't write down, but it's just a silly anecdote. She was like, well, he actually asked my like my friend who I called with if she was a stripper. But, oh. when, she, but when she said no, like nothing else happened. Like, oh, you know. my God. <laughs> I wouldn't, maybe that was just for a side business. He was like, look, right. I, I am hiring people for this, but also I have a strip club. So if you're a stripper, that too, I think you can make some good money. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just like a, an all around manager. Exactly. <laughs> Amber, her interview took place over AOL chat. <laughs> I love. That's so 90s. Right. Slash Early 2000s. I mean, wasn't that AIM then? Instant Messenger? Yeah, like it, it said AIM. A, it said AOL chat. So maybe she didn't have AIM yet. So she had had one phone interview prior to being hired where the, the manager asked me if I had psychic abilities. I said something like, well, as a woman, I believe I have great intuition. Men don't really have intuition in my experience. So I'm more <laughs> gifted than half the population. <laughs> <laughs> the manager laughed and said, good enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, listen, I expected you to say no. So the fact that you said like even a hesitant yes is right? okay with me. Right. It's like, okay, good answer. Look at you working on the spot. You, you're perfect for the job. So they did actually have training like on what tarot is and like, you know, they needed to learn about the cards and how to like kind of weave the meanings of the cards into stories, which I mean, honestly, like I've been messing around with a tarot deck for like four years now or something. And I still like don't know anything about it. So good on them if they learned how to do that in like a few days. It's a lot of cards. It's a lot of cards. And they mean a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You have to like they remember don't. a lot of stuff. And like part of it is like you want to look at the cards and like kind of like 
have an intuitive feel about it, but I just got this right. new deck and it's like a kawaii deck. So it's like, I mean, it's very cute, but it's like, so you this one means you, you like candy. Yeah. <laughs> this, this reading seems light. <laughs> Because of the cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like shit like that. It's like you can't really do an intuitive reading with a deck like that. Right. Anywho, um, so these psychics, in quotes, um, were expected to keep a 24 minute call average minimum. Oh my God. So, like, what, at 4.95 a minute? I didn't do this math, but you know what? I'm fucking doing it right now. Do it. And I'm using a calculator because this is hard. No, it's okay. I, I'm horrible at math. You know, I used to actually be really good at math. I like, I had AP Calc in high school. Oh my God. No one cares. (laughs) So let's see, 24 times 495. Damn, that's $118.80 per call. And it, you know, and like say that you're working for like, what, six hours or something. That's 12 calls. And they're only getting $12 an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's some bullshit. you know, $1,425. Holy shit. And I'm, you know, I'm sure some of the calls aren't that long and some are longer, right. but like this company was making a fucking ton of money. Yeah, that is bank. Yeah. So here is, um, which woman said this quote? One of these two women said this quote. <laughs> she says, all of the callers were incredibly lonely and the problems they talked about were serious dire job, family, financial, and marital problems. Some of these people clearly called once or twice a week, if not more. I couldn't help but do the math and think about the huge amount of money they were wasting. The last call I ever took was from an elderly woman. She was one more caller with financial problems, but this did not begin as a routine call. First, she asked to speak with Miss Cleo. I gave the standard reply. Miss Cleo was not working the lines, but I'd be happy to help her. She insisted she needed to speak with Miss Cleo specifically. Apparently, she had spoken to her before. I wondered how many phone psychics donned a fake Jamaican accent. This woman believed she'd been having genuine personal email correspondence with Miss Cleo. The Miss Cleo. Oh my God. One of the emails told the lady that she must call on this day at this time to find out something important. Very important. The woman was following the instructions to find out the very important information she would need in her life. She kept saying, Miss Cleo told me to call today, now. Her life was in shambles, mostly financial. I wondered at what frequency she'd been receiving emails prompting her to call and how much money she'd spent on her friendship with Miss Cleo. I felt sick about it. Still, I let her talk about her problems for well over 24 minutes. When I hung up with this woman, I went to my computer. I opened AOL chat and looked for my manager's handle. I was done. I lasted three weeks. This job experience made me more cynical about the world and more skeptical of corporations. That's horrifying. That poor old lady. Right? I mean, it's super sad, you know? Like she's already having financial issues and then they're just milking her of her money. It's fucked up. I'm so hormonal. I like feel like crying right now. <laughs> I just like... <laughs> PMS vibes, but um, but seriously, but I mean, you it's think really about sad. your think about your grandma or your grandpa or like mm-hmm. your your auntie having real issues and thinking that a psychic is going to help them, and them just like milking all the money out of them and lying to them. It's horrifying. Yeah, it's super sad. It's like 
I mean, the one time that I called that psychic, like I was in a place in my life where I felt like really stuck. And like, I really like, I mean, could you imagine just feeling like so unsure about like what decisions you're going to make or like, what am I doing wrong? Or what can I be doing right that you're going to like call some stranger and be like, please tell me what to do. Yeah. Like, please tell me what to do because I don't know what the fuck to do. And then confiding in these like dipshits being like, I'm so poor, yada, yada. And you're looking at the clock and you're like, oh my God, I need to keep you on for a few more minutes. Like, Keep telling me about how poor you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucked up. I think what sucks for Miss Cleo is that like all of these accusations and things that started coming out, you know, through this lawsuit, like a lot of people pinned on her because she was like the face of the company. Like I think people That's thought so that it up. was like her. Like it was hers. Yeah. Like it was her I thought business. it was hers. Yeah. Right. I mean, I did before I started reading this stuff too. Okay. So in the end, after this lawsuit, like during the lawsuit, the parties settled. Um, the Psychic Resource Network and Access Resource Services Incorporated agreed to cancel $500 million in currently outstanding bills. Wow. Yeah. To return all uncashed checks and to pay a $5 million fine. And even though it wasn't included in the fraud charges, like as a result of this complaint, that's when it was revealed that Miss Cleo was actually born in Los Angeles. So people were like, on top of that, let me tell you all the ways they lie to you. Oh, dude, people were pissed about that. Well, people weren't thinking of it as like, this is entertainment. And they weren't even marketing it as entertainment, really. Yeah, thinking about the commercials, like, I don't think there was any like, you know, like that fast talk that they did. <laughs> <laughs> this is for entertainment only. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they might have said that at the very end, but how many people were already on the phone by that point with their credit card in hand? Yeah. So, you know, the general public thought that she was behind this whole thing, um, but she was actually just an employee. And based on what she has said, um, she wasn't even very well paid, <laughs> you know, relative to the. I was actually just about to ask, like, what was her contract? Because she was the yeah. face. She, she better be compensated. She earned 24 cents per minute on her phone calls, which I believe is 10 cents more than the other people made. Which is interesting, though, because those people said $12 an hour. Maybe that's like if you were on the phone for literally the entire hour, it would be like $12 an hour. We have to take everything she's saying with a grain of salt at this point. Right. You know, because it's just kind of like, yeah, she says most people were making 14 cents a minute doing the calls. I was on the high side of the equation making 20, 24 cents a minute. Yeah, it's hard to know what to believe when it comes to her because she's lied about so much. And before she was Miss Cleo, she lied about so much. Totally. Like, and about money stuff and about, I mean, just like dumb shit, like saying, I mean, about school, you know, it's like to become an actor, you don't really need to have a college degree or. No, you don't. It's helpful if you have training, but like, it's not entirely necessary to get a role if you're good at what you do. Yeah, I don't know. So. Let's take what she says with a grain of salt. But she says um, she did get extra fees for the infomercial. And that's where she made like the real money. So she says, I probably made a little less than $450,000 for the two year run of the thing. I got $1,500 for the first show and was making more by the time I was finishing with them. So, I mean, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, but it's still not enough money to justify like how much money they were making on totally. the back end. Well, and she's like an icon. I mean, great. Right. Even regardless of all these things, like she's in everybody's me- memories. Right. Exactly. For better and worse. And like, what kind of job can you have after this? Like she should have been really compensated because you can't do anything after it. She's actually still doing this shit. Well, she's, not anymore. She's what? dead. She died. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, she is not alive. Sorry, sorry, Miss Cleo, to besmirch your memory so, so fully on this episode. I know. I know. Sorry, Miss Cleo. But, you know, it's like, this is an expose of shit that's already been exposed, like, a long-ass time ago. (laughs) We're doing it again. I'm not apologizing when other people have already done it more completely than me. (laughs) Right? Other people did a better job than I did, so. (laughs) You should be thanking me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... She she claims that she had no part in like the deceptive practices performed by the company, except for the fact that she was in and of herself deceptive. Right. I know. So it's like, um, I don't know, man, like you were pretending that you would call people all the time. I mean, she had to. I mean, maybe she didn't have to, but you think that she had to give approval, like for sending the emails and stuff. Maybe they owned Miss Cleo. That's what I was going to say. They probably owned that character likeness, mm. like the voice, the they had to have. Or maybe they thought that, like, there's no way this broad is going to get anywhere with this after we're done. So who cares? And then they were like, oh, shit. Right. Better start paying her at least a little bit more than the rest of them. Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, you know, it's like after the the court case, like, there wasn't really any, like, real consequence to her. She didn't owe anybody any money. Like, but she did lose her job. Did the business completely shut down or? Uh, I think so. I mean, I would hope so, but like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's all gone now. I mean, have have you heard of anything like this? I mean, no, but you know, sometimes people like shadily rebrands, like they'll still have all of their like basic stuff in place and then they'll just kind of subtly move it to another thing. Yeah, right. I'm seeing if there's like a psychic readers network dot com readers network expert psychics available 24 seven. Love and relationship, expert psychics. I'm pretty sure that they closed though. Yeah. Well, they used to have those other commercials for the Psychic Friends Network. Yeah, that's the ones that I'm always thinking of. I I never think of Psychic Readers. I think Psychic Friends Hotline. Yeah, I thought Psychic Readers Network and Psychic Friends Network, are they the same thing? Now I'm confused. I have no, this was not my responsibility to come up with these answers. Don't (laughs) ask me. You didn't do you didn't do my I didn't research. do this. You didn't do this for me. No. Another episode of Emma shares incomplete information acting <laughs> like she knows what she's talking about. Another episode of let's research this together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So psychic friends is like a, its own thing and that has nothing to do with Cleo. Yeah, she's not part okay. of this. So she's she's psychic readers. Psychic friends is different. Yeah, it's different. And in 2012, they started doing online services Mm. instead. So they beat you to the DMs. Dicks. What the fuck? Yeah, and they were just like more popular before before psychic readers. Like this was more like 93, 94. Still did the same shit where they were charging like $4 a minute. They went went bankrupt in 1998. I'm not sad about it. Yeah. Fuck them. Um, So, you know, there is still shit like this online. I mean, even like on Instagram, it's like there's people that like sell their services and like, what's that other one? It's like uh, you can watch people do live readings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember. Periscope. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. Periscope. I mean, on Instagram live, there's that. There's YouTubers that do like a monthly tarot reading. There's like apps you can get that like give you a reading, like a tarot reading that just makes no sense to me because like your energy is supposed to be put into the cards. Right, you're not cutting a deck. You're yeah. not like even talking to a person who's like receiving your energy for whatever that means. I don't believe in any of that, but. Right. So it's like so weird and people right. are just like, yeah. Yeah, totally. Like my Easy Tarot 2020 app 
gave me the most amazing reading. Right? I know. Totally believe it. Rumor had it, like, when all this stuff was happening that she was in jail and, like, none of that stuff was true, but it still, like, totally sucked for Miss Cleo. But even still, she continued working as a psychic, doing face-to-face readings um, for anywhere from $75 to $250 an hour. But instead of calling herself a psychic, she became a voodoo priestess. And she still, like, continued to pretend to have a Jamaican accent. That's insane to me. Yeah, she was still sticking to her story about her Caribbean family, you know, even though like evidence in the civil case in Florida shows that she was born in L.A. to American parents. But yeah, so she sticks to that story. You know, maybe her parents are from a U.S. Virgin Island. We don't know, but they are American. Yeah. And to this, she says, like to the criticisms of it, she says, look, I'm old and tired. My speech is loose. (laughs) (laughs) My kids are always like, mom, you get worse every day. I have a niece who's an attorney for the state of Florida and we'll go out somewhere and she'll say, mama, they can't understand you. Speak English. Your English is, you know, hurting. But as you know, we do that. We only chat like that with family. In other situations, I can put on what they call a little valley girl accent. If I have to pay a bill or make an arrangement, honey, I don't do it in Patois. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Plenty of black people are forced to do that every day. Yeah, that's true. But that doesn't mean that your Patois is actually genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that you've done it for so long at this, or she had done it for so long at that point that it probably became like a thing that she just did. Kind of like, you know, have you ever heard Madonna speak? You're like, girl. She is so weird. Your accent makes no goddamn sense. Come right? on now. She is so fucking weird. Like, she has five different accents all at once, and it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. There are some actors who actually have to relearn their natural accents because they've been doing accents for so mm-hmm. long. They're like, I have no idea how to speak like a person that's born from the same place I was born from. Right. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Language is really interesting. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Well, I don't know what year that was, but, you know, she kind of like dropped off the radar for a while. And then in 2006, she appeared in the Advocates Coming Out issue where she announced that she was a lesbian. She had once been married to a man and she had two children. Um, but she says that she's been gay since she was 16. Like she knew at 16. In fact, she said something like, I'm as gay as a, as a $2 bill. Do people Some, say that anymore? I don't know. Is that a, is that a thing? Well, that, people say queer is a $2 bill, but I always thought that that was just like, you know, good old boys like being rude. I never thought people said that about themselves. <laughs> yeah. That, she said that about herself. I mean, cool. We stand a proud, you know, lesbian. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you come to your realization, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she had children with men, but in her own words, she was, quote, gay as a $2 bill. Once she, like, came out of the closet, she says that she, like, lost touch with some friends and family. And, mm. and she also says that the real, in this article, that the real reason she moved from Washington to Florida was to ex- escape domestic violence within a relationship that she was having with a woman. I'm not really sure why she would pretend that she had like bone cancer and shit right. and like not pay a bunch of people if that's what was going on. I mean, it could be that she just like she wanted to say I have bone cancer, so I'm going where the treatment is cheaper. You can't hit a woman with cancer. It makes you look like a real shithead. <sighs> I know, right? You can't. Not cool, guys. <laughs> I mean, not cool to hit a woman in general, but right. like, I feel yeah. like you're taking it an extra step if you're I like, know. I know that you have cancer. Well, and you're not going to ask questions. You know, right. my my uncle, like he has a friend or I don't know if they're friends, but like when we went out there for Thanksgiving a few years ago and he brought it up again when he was here is he had a friend and like in their whole friend group community, she had been pretending that she had breast cancer and then it came out that she like didn't and people were just like, horrified. There was also that woman who pretended she had brain cancer, inoperable Mm -hmm. brain cancer, 
and that she cured herself with her diet. I know. It's like, that's like some shit that Gwyneth Paltrow would like. <laughs> right. But she still goes on talk shows and she's like, I wasn't lying. I thought I had cancer. I'm like, you thought you did. Like, oh, my you, God. You were never you were literally never tested for cancer. <laughs> but I thought that I had it. Felt I thought like that it. I had it. Someone said once, like. Your symptoms sound like cancer. So I was like, I have cancer. I've been diagnosed. I found out from WebMD. (laughs) (laughs) I looked it up. I had a weird like feeling in my left toe. (laughs) I like how I said left toe as though you only have two toes. One of them is left and one Uh, of them is right. (laughs) That's not what your feet are like. That's how mine are. Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah, she came out as a lesbian. Super cool. In that same interview. She just like insisted that she was genuine, you know, all the same stuff. Just like, no, right. I'm, re- I'm really Jamaican. The really, same stuff. Yeah. Hi, voodoo priestess. Like- Here's another quote about like the voodoo priestess stuff from the advocate. She says, I'm more a shaman, an elder in a community who has visions and gives direction to people in their village. My clients and my students are my village. What village? I know. I take care of this community. If you sit down at my table, you have to take away a lesson and not just learn what is going to happen tomorrow. I also perform weddings. <laughs> Both, both gay and straight marriages and house cleansings and blessings. Also, I sell oils. Yeah, right. I sell doTERRA. Right. So I got my hands in all the pies. Mm-hmm. All of them. <laughs> Every pie. <laughs> Paranormal, like ghost inspector or whatever. Too. <laughs> she had another interview in 2009 um, with the Spokesman Review, which I, I don't know what the fuck that is. But in 2009, she was still going by Miss Cleo, still living in Florida. But sadly, she ended up getting colon cancer and it spread to her lungs and her liver. And she died in 2016 at the age of 53. Oh, that's horrible. Really sucks that she had cancer at the end. I know. Right. Kind of ironic. Like, Maybe she saw it coming and she thought she already had cancer. Maybe. Mm. Probably not. But, you Some know. voodoo psychic shit. Yeah. Whatever psychic was. shit. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like in some ways I'm like, whatever, you seem like a nice lady. I liked your commercials. Like maybe you didn't mean to do any harm. Even though you did. <laughs> like a lot of it. Like, do I think she's a bitch? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. Do I think she made bad choices? Yes. Yes, I do. And do I think she thought she'd get away with it? Yes. yes. And I think she's still like, I mean, not anymore because she's passed now. But I think that even after all this, she felt like she did get away with it. Well, she had no real ramifications, apparently. Mm-hmm. Like, I assumed her career would be fucking over, but... I mean, I didn't hear about this until I started reading it. But I told Benny, I was like, oh, I'm doing my episode on Miss Cleo. I was like, can I, like, share some of it with you? And he was, like, kind of spacing out. I'm like, is this not interesting to you? He's like, no, this was, like, a big deal. I, like, knew know this. like, I I heard this. I read news articles. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't know about it. This is I did drugs and had fun. Sorry you're (laughs) such a loser. Right. Well, it's also interesting to me. Like he grew up in Mexico, so it's like right. this, this matter there too. I guess. Deal? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wonder if her commercials were like translated into Spanish in patois. Oh my god. How does that even work? I want to know. Right. Me too. I'm sure it's possible. I just I can't imagine it because right? a I don't speak Spanish Mm-mm, because neither. I'm a stupid American. Right. I know. I but also, I don't do accents very well so on top of not speaking spanish i can't really do a caribbean accent in my own language Mm-mm. so I, to imagine the two together <laughs> is just like have you ever seen the the video of the germans doing like fake american english no do they do a good job they're just making sounds and it sounds like english wow your brain is like trying to process it the whole time like but i don't get i don't 
I don't understand. <laughs> Sounds like my language. They're doing English, but I don't understand any of it. They're my just gosh, making something's noises. wrong. I must have brain cancer. Call me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it sucks that she did all that. It really sucks that people got suckered. Like, that's the part that hurts the most. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you take it the way that it's supposed to be and if the people are honest with you. Yeah, it's like, like entertainment. Yeah, exactly. I would love to have someone read my cards and just be like, here's what I think is going on. And I'm like, well, that's full of shit, but cool. Thanks. Right. I know. I want to enjoy my time reading. with you. Right? <laughs> are we friends now? Right. If it's taken as like fun and if you get something, you get something from it. Mm -hmm. Cool. But I think the hard part is, is that there's no way to get people to remove the idea that psychics are real mm -hmm. yeah there isn't you can't divorce people from the the belief in ghosts or psychics or any of that shit mm -hmm. so anytime you're making money off of it you're you're fucking with people mm -hmm. and there's no like i mean there should be there is a code of ethics but like when it comes to business like unless you're caught there's not i feel like people think that people are going to self-police themselves self-police themselves that's a lot of self <laughs> People are too selfish for that shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're going to police themselves when they are very close to being caught and no other time. Yeah, I mean, that's what I found really nice about this story. I mean, about that woman who's just like, I can't do this shit anymore. Right. I'm ruining people's lives. Like, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Like, I can't believe more people didn't actually speak out about it earlier. But yeah. I guess if you sign a contract, they're probably like, listen, you talk shit. Mm hmm. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, there's probably like a non-disclosure agreement. No, I call it the snitches get stitches contract. <laughs> so you're hired, but I need you to sign this document. Just like a skull with like X's over their eyes. Uh -huh. <laughs> Just like, listen, this is you if you fuck with me. Nobody likes a tattletale. Exactly. It, that's a fascinating story. I can't believe I've never heard it. Right? I feel better that you never heard it, too. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not like super into the Psychic News Network, so <laughs> I feel okay about not knowing anything about this. But yeah, yeah I 150% would never have guessed that Miss Cleo was not like a Jamaican woman. Well, now that you know, though, go to YouTube and like listen to some videos because be she's like, like, oh, this is so dumb. Yeah, it's so bad. She like loses it. It's in and out. It's Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Her language is loose. Very loose. <laughs> Whatever she said. I liked this one. Good. I'm so glad. I liked it too. And it was fun to yeah. research because I'm just like, whoa, this shit's crazy. Well, it makes me feel good to tell you that I am also going to be doing an episode about a fake psychic. You are? Yeah. Yay. But she's not known for being a fake psychic. She's known for being the mother of the New Age movement. Okay. I love it. My girl. Wait. Helena Blavatsky. Ooh, I can't wait. Gotta meet my mom. Yeah, you need to meet her and understand that she's not racist. White people are just a higher evolution. It's not about race. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it about race. <laughs> she's totally fucking bonkers. And I can't wait to read to you about the Akashic Records and uh, oh Hyperboreans gosh. and Nazis, because why not? full circle going all the way back you know what if it doesn't attach itself to nazis is it even worth talking about it's just not <laughs> it's like six degrees of nazis and hitler at every point seriously <laughs> right i didn't have anything about it but i bet yeah. you if i typed in some shit like 
Miss Cleo Nazis. Oh my god. Can't wait. Well, I'm very <laughs> excited for our next episode. Hell yes. Me too. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, guys. We have been I Read a Thing. We we have been I Read a Thing for a while now. Mm-hmm. That's us. We will continue to be I Read a Thing. <laughs> Barring any sort of like lawsuit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should probably check on that. Oh, no. Um, you can find more information about us on iReadAthing.com. And we will have a full episode notes blog about this. So if mm-hmm. you are interested, if you want to uh, check in on Miss Cleo's wavering accent. Yeah, I'm going to post so many videos. And I also have some like history and stuff that I didn't share because it's like. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You can Nobody find it there. cares. <laughs> I did enough to write it down. I care. I like history. I love boring people. <laughs> Let me tell you this thing that nobody cares about, but I care deeply about for like at least five minutes of every day. <laughs> right? We're good at parties. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We put people to sleep. <laughs> Wonderful. We release these new episodes every Friday, and we hope you come back next week for our episode about spiritualism and theosophy and the New Age movement and this weird Russian woman who started it all, or popularized it all, I should say. I have a premonition that you'll come back to see us next week. (laughs) Aggressively Subscribe now. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.